Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, my favorite dancing unicorns. Welcome to AG University Podcast. It is I, your professor at Anna Grace Newell on all major platforms. If you're new here, I'm a clairvoyant medium, intuitive guide, Akashic Records practitioner, all of the things. I really did a, if you're also, if you're new and you haven't heard how I got into this work, I always encourage you to start at episode one that shares my whole near death experience and everything that opened me up to this beautiful expanded world that I now live and play in a way more magical place. So I actually did a uh, public speaking event this past Monday and they're like, how would you label yourself or title yourself? I'm like, well, I'm a podcaster. I am a business coach. I do so many things. So I dabble in everything, but I love that because I feel that my life has provided me with so many different people and experiences and places and things that I'm so excited to get on the microphone and share with you guys. I have a lot of things to go over because you guys were entering the middle of December, which means it's almost a new year. And I like to do really practical, tangible, logical things going into the new year. I I used to be kind of anti-New Year's solution. Now I'm kind of like, let's do an audit. Let's like run it back. Let's look at the year. Last year, my analogy was I was putting it into football terms for Austin, who used to be his online pseudonym used to be coach because he was a football coach. Now he's in software sales, but he's still such a coach. Like we can still call him coach. Anywho. So last year I was really trying to encourage him to make goals. And so I put it into football terms. I was like, what do you do before you prepare for the big game? You watch the film, you run it back, you see what plays, what could you have done differently? Who are we putting in? Who are we taking out? And essentially that's like, who are you putting in your energy into your life? Who is allowed access to you? Who are your friends? Who are the people who's on your team? Who do we want to bench? Um, So I really thought that was a fun analogy and I really want to keep it going a little bit this year. I do have some tweaks and some updates and changes, but in case you guys did not listen to my year and review last year. Still a great episode. Still run that thing back. But that was how I got into actually doing a little bit of introspection and review before going forward into the new year. Because sometimes I feel that we set really unrealistic, lofty goals. And then we just really set ourselves up for failure and we want to set ourselves up for success. Okay. So we're going to actually run the film back and look at what is actually working for us and what is not. So today I'm going to really break that down for you guys on the micro level. That has been a common theme that I've been receiving in all of my readings and guidance and channeled messages lately is that, and if you guys are new to Akashic Records, it's essentially angel angel readings. It's in the same realm as mediumship. It's just connecting with a super, super loving high vibrational frequency. I have come encounter with a few people recently that are like, wow, when I did a reading with you, I felt so light and so relieved and so happy and clear. And they were like, I was expecting it to be really heavy or different. And that's been kind of a common theme is that I think people think the Akashic Records work is like really like heavy or hard. And and sure, it's maybe for some people it can be, but for me, it's so light and happy. It is the lightest, most love-filled information. So I just wanted to re-put that into y'all's ear holes that it is not like a place of like heavy darkness, like all this stuff. Like it is the highest plane where love can only exist. And every time I even do readings, I get so euphoric just being in the energy and allowing it to come through my body. So it's a fun place. That's a quick definition. I do other breakdowns on other episodes as to what the Akashic Records are. Check those out. Always available to you. 
I do feel a lot of my podcast episodes have little strings of chronological order to them. I reference things. So if there's ever something that I am talking about that you're not sure about, definitely check out some other episodes. Okay. So Akashic Records, it's light and it's loving and it's playful and it's wee happy. So back to the main message that I was saying that I have been receiving and all of my guidance channeled messages lately is that we as human beings overcomplicate everything. I feel the most spiritual, profound, life-changing answers that I deliver to people in my readings and my one-on-one sessions is always something very simple. And they're like, wow, yeah, you're right. That feels so light. That feels so good to hear. And that's so validating, but it's also something so simple. I feel that people come to me thinking I'm going to like break down this whole complex situation as to like why this happened and why they are the way that they are and da 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 da. And it's a lot what I've mentioned in the previous episode about how a meditation that changed my life and how I realized I was overcomplicating a situation that was so simple. And it really is just, it doesn't have to be so difficult. So for the sake of this conversation, essentially the only things that you really need to know, and this is where I've been playing because I've been really into habits. I teased that a little bit in the last episode, but it's going to be, I'm going to hit you hard here because there's really only two things that we need to do to ultimately change our life, become the person that we want to be, have all the things that we want to have, live our greatest life, be in alignment with our soul's purpose. And I feel it breaks down to these two things. One, your subconscious mind is pretty much running the show. However, it's easy to change. Common misconception is that it's difficult. It's not. It's easy to change. All it takes most of the time is a little bit of awareness. Most people don't have awareness. They don't even know that their subconscious mind is running the show. Now, our subconscious mind is something that we formulated from ages zero to 14. Our brain is like a computer. It is things that we were exposed to, experiences, behaviors of people around us, maybe things that we don't even agree with and we don't even know why we think the things that we think, but we do. That's just part of being a human being. We're a little computer and we're just inputted data. Sometimes that data is not good or bad or right or wrong. It's just what was around us at the time where our subconscious mind was writing the program that continues to run the show for the rest of our life. Welcome. And that's a very fancy way for saying our whole life is just a lot of different stories on loop. In the present moment, really nothing exists. We're just in the present moment. That's all that exists except for the stories that our mind tells us. Now, what does our brain do? Our brain, every activity, action that we do going throughout the day is a habit. It's just a habit. So every single thing that we are doing is just reinforcing the story that's looping in our brain. So let's break it down. The only two things that we really need to one, have awareness and two, tune into are the stories that are looping in our brain and the habits that are reinforcing that narrative. And the fastest way to align with a new version of ourself and to change our identity is to change our habits. And that is something that has really been new to me on how much transformation you can actually make and take every single day just by looking and observing your habits. I've always been interested in habits. I told you guys I read the book Atomic Habits. I think I sent that out in the newsletter last week for uh, AG's book club, or if it hasn't gone out, it's going to go out. Either way, it needs to be recognized again because I think it's a phenomenal book. I think James Clear is brilliant. I love listening to him on YouTube and podcasts and all the places. However, I have had such a new lens at looking at habits. Like I've always thought habits were important, but I never really put enough energy, time, thought, I suppose, into them as maybe I should. Because now that I'm realizing the art of manifestation is truly, it's it's bringing awareness to those stories, our subconscious mind, and 
the action that's needed, I find the most powerful transformational action that you can do is to connect with that version of you who has all the things and then observe what is that person doing on a daily basis? What are their habits? Because if you change your habits, your identity is just going to naturally change. If you start changing your habits, your guides, the universe, God, love, source, whatever you believe in is going to just naturally meet you there and start to unraveling, unfolding, showing you the next steps because your habits are already putting you in alignment with this new version of self. And when you're acting as that version of self, it is 100% without a doubt that you are going to change. So if you're someone who struggles with change and you feel that you cannot change, you cannot connect with this identity, all you have to do is look at your habits. It's really that simple. And I feel that I have been someone, even myself, that's overcomplicated it. Like I've been, I think I've got way too lost in the energetics because I am a really energetic, spiritual, mystical, magical creature. And I love that about me. But sometimes I was assigning too much meaning to things where there really didn't need to be that much meaning assigned. I was like, you're just perpetuating a story. You're just staying in this narrative of being attached to the story that's just a habit that it's looping in your brain. You no longer identify with it. So just stop telling the story. Stop quite literally saying it out loud to other people. Stop saying like, oh, I'm really bad with money and blah, 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 or I don't know how to make money or whatever, whatever your story is. First of all, stop saying it. Stop saying it to people. <laughs> stop complaining about it. The more that you complain, the more energy that you feed that story and you reinforce it. And then your habits will subconsciously, without your true awareness, they will reinforce the narrative. So first of all, stop literally telling people what we don't want. Okay. Cause we're just, we're just like, perpetuating the narrative and we're feeding it too much energy. We're like quite literally feeding the situation. So first of all, we're going to look at the, the stories that we're telling and reconcile there. That's going to be the first place for this habit breakdown. It's going to be similar to our year in review as last year, except for I want us to get a little bit more specific and we're going to do a year in habit audit. I love the word audit because I feel like it puts us into a place of being extremely observational. And that's how this, that's the only way that this can work. You guys know it. You know what I'm going to say? Radical transformation happens through the lens of observation. That means you are not going to judge yourself for anything that did not go the way that you wanted it to, or the way that you hoped. It's fine. It happened. It's over. We're here. We have awareness and it's going to be amazing next year. Okay. And what happened was meant to teach you something. So it was just a lesson. Boom. We needed it so that now we have the knowledge and the information and the data to go forward and to make 2024 our most kick-ass year ever, because I do feel like this year is going to be really powerful. That's just the word that I see for the year of 2024 is powerful, stepping into our power, stepping into our alignment, stepping into our gifts. So what can we do? First things first, I want you guys to do your habit audit and whatever it is that you use on a daily basis, whether you use a calendar, you have a journal, you have a planner, you have a digital calendar, you take a freaking be real selfie every day, you, whatever it is that you feel you can accurately go back, run it back. Even I just like love to scroll through my camera roll. Like that's going to become our film art or what is the word that I'm trying to say? Um, metaphorical film, football film of like watching the year before. And I want you to just go back and start to review, okay, what, what took up most of my time and energy? Most of us is going to be our career. It's going to be our family. It's going to be our friends. What felt good to us and what didn't let's start there. What felt good and what didn't. 
And I want you to write out, just jot down your notes, look at some photos, look at some things that you did. You traveled and you loved it. And you're like, oh, I really want to make more time for travel. Amazing. What felt good to me in this previous year and what didn't feel good to me? That alone, you would be just flabbergasted at how much information that you can gather from looking back at some photos and images and different times, different points of your calendar where maybe you felt really overwhelmed, people that you had meetings with that you're like, they absolutely sucked the life out of me. That did not feel good. I want you to really be aware of the people, places, and things that were going on throughout the course of the year and whatever it is that you can do. If you posted Instagram stories, if you posted content here and there, whatever you can do to connect with that version of self and just take a little little gander. What felt good to me and what didn't? Obviously, I highly encourage you to write out all of this stuff. You can listen to this back if you are driving or walking or somewhere else, but I do feel like this is going to be an amazing journaling exercise and there's so much clarity that you can get from journaling. I highly recommend using a pen and a piece of paper. There's something just so much more magical about physically writing. I feel we can connect in to our true soul's essence when we connect with pen and paper because, you know, technology sometimes is technology be trying to throw us off. You know, there's all types of frequencies and vibrations that come with different devices. So good old trusty pen and paper, my friends. So now that we've looked back and what felt good, what didn't, where did most of our time and energy go and who were the main players, right? Who are our teammates? Who, who was our star star? I was about to say your a squad, your, your starting teammates, right? Who were they? Just get a couple of like the major, major components of your life. Like we don't have to go anything too, too crazy, but just like just a good place to do a little sweeping note taking. Next, I want you to go in to looking about your habits. First of all, ask yourself, what were some of my habits? And this is the same thing. What habits felt good? What what habits felt bad? So I want you to be really honest with yourself and write down what you may be quote unquote I don't really like to use the word bad, but bad habits go into that too. It doesn't mean like, oh, yay, habits are all good and positive. No, no, no. And myself included. I have tons of habits. Basically, almost every action that we do, if you think about it throughout the course of the day, is somewhat of a habit because our brain is always trying to conserve energy. You've got to understand that. Our brain is looking for the easiest, most familiar path. And it's super easy for us to rewrite and create new habits. We just need a little bit of awareness. So I want you to run it back and look at all of the different habits that you feel made up most of your days. And look at those days. Did I have a morning routine? Not having a morning routine is a habit. That's okay. But just write out, like pick a day. What, what did the majority of my days look like? Did I have any habits set into place, whether they're good habits or bad habits? Like for me, one of my habits that I had to reconnect with was getting really, really intentional with being present in the present moment, like putting my phone down, you know, getting, sitting down before a meal, getting still, taking a few deep breaths, just being present. Like presence is practicing a habit. That's a habit, you know? So I want you to think of like anything that you did throughout the course of your day and break those into habits that what felt good to you or maybe did not feel so good to you. And just bring awareness to what did I spend the most of my time doing? Because your days make up your weeks, which make up your months, which make up your years. Okay. So the third part of this exercise that I want you guys to do is to look at 2024 and write out in 2024, I am my highest version of self. And this highest version of me is what, what is the highest version? What is the main thing that you are aligning with? I'll tell you guys mine. So for example, I, for 2024, the highest version of me is I'm really tapping into having an immaculately clear vessel. So that is 
being like the healthiest version of me. And this is different than any other wave of healthiness <laughs> that I've ever been on. Like this is truly cooking a lot more meals. I'm someone that got really, really busy really quickly, which was amazing. I've mentioned to you guys that AG University expanded faster than I expected, which is awesome. But I struggled to prioritize my health in the sense of I'm someone who really loves to like make all of my own meals. And I was just eating, you know, an avocado toast. Like I was just kind of doing whatever was fastest, quickest. But that for me became a habit of not prioritizing myself and my needs. And it started to reflect in my health. And so I am really in this place of becoming a clear vessel and being the healthiest version of me. So, and that's, like I said, this is like so much more on a micro level or macro level bigger than going to the gym and having a fitness routine because it feels good. Like, yes, I have mastered that. Amazing. But now I am embodying this absolute highest version of self whose vessel is clear. And having a clear vessel for me means really limiting, eliminating any of the things in my environment that take me out of my clear knowing so that I can be a clear channel to bring in my intuition and bring in this information into the world that the world needs to hear. And that is really cleaning up all the ingredients around me, being super intentional and meditative with every action that I do. And that does require a little bit of slowing down for me. And that's something that, you know, I'm forever working on. I love being mission driven and, you know, I live a very fast paced life, but at the end of the day, when I am traveling, I have to prioritize my health to the utmost highest degree. Yes, I can be traveling for three or four weeks out of the time, but how can I make sure that I'm not sacrificing being like, oh, well, I'll just pick up a little random Chipotle bowl and eat on it for a little bit of lunch and a little bit of dinner. Like I just got in this habit of really not prioritizing actually getting nutrient dense foods, healthy things literally need to be in my body at all times. It's also part of being a projector. Any of my human design girlies are out there. Projectors require super clear, clean ingredients so that our channel can be clear and clean so that we can continue to bring in messages of the highest frequency and vibration. And that's something that I'm taking really seriously in 2024. I like to give you guys an example. This might not absolutely relate to you at all. And I totally get it, but this is just how it works for me. So I'm looking at my higher self version of Anna Grace in 2024. She is absolute crystal clear and she is a beacon of health. Literally everything I put in my body is like spring water. I'm just, I'm being super luxurious and it's, it's me investing in my body, in my health. And I'll do a whole kind of breakdown on some other things that I'm implementing later, another time. But I wrote out, okay, what does that version of me look like? Because this past year, I was busy. It was an amazing year. I'm proud of myself, but I let my actual just overall embodiment of being a healthy person slip a little more than I liked. So going forward, 2024, I write out all the things. What is this version of Anna Grace, this beacon of health and wellness? What is she doing every single day? And I want you guys to write out some daily habits of this person. Now, the thing that I feel most people get tripped up on when they're rewriting habits, when we're doing a habit audit, rewriting habits, creating new ones, they think of the most extravagant thing. They get, you get, people get crazy with it. They start trying to bite off way more than they can chew. And the reason that I have been such a habit master lately is just switching up my habits quickly, fastly, like shifting my identity quickly, manifesting things quickly, is that 
I focus on the word ease. I want you to make these habits as easy as possible. Do not write out the craziest morning routine you've ever seen, the most idyllic version of yourself who's doing 95 things in a day that you'll never actually really do because one, it's going to be way too many things all at once. I want you to start very gently. This is a gentle projection audit. Okay. Start very gentle and break it down. Super easy. So for me, I told you guys when I was getting more into going to the gym, instead of a lot of places where I fell off track, let me tell you two things. One, I was out of alignment with the attention of actually being healthy. I was more in the alignment of being like, I just want to look fit. Okay. Eh, Wrong. You can't really keep up with a whole ass routine. It can't become your lifestyle because you solely want to be fit. You've got to, you got to look for some, something else. You've got to look for feeling good, endorphins, health, longevity, being healthy for your kids, your future self. There's got to be more of an investment there because it's just, it, it just wasn't ever really, I couldn't ever connect with that because that was just kind of such a like wishy washy vision that I was holding. Now I understand how important it is for my body to be strong, for my hormone health, for so many things, so many other things than just working out. So that was one place that I was messing up. I was also messing up being like, okay, I need a five-day workout split and I'm going to do arms and back and chest and shoulders and I'm going to do a little Pilates and on this day I'm going to do this. I was doing way too much out of the shoot, way too much. I want you guys to pick one thing, one thing and stick with it. One thing is in the mind, body, spirit category, and I think you'd be covered. So for me, it was just getting up and going to the gym. I told you guys I really enjoyed 12, 330. That got me in the habit of just going to the gym knowing, okay, I'm just going to power walk for 30 minutes. At least if I do that and then I go sit on my ass and do energy work and readings for all day, at least I know I got my heart rate up. I sweated a little sweat energy releasing from the body. Old, stinky, stagnant. We love, we love a little sweat. That means like you're secreting things from the body that are ready to leave. Truly. I mean, it's it's more than just liquid. I believe that it pulls out some of that old stinky energy that we're ready to release. Anyways. So I was just getting, got myself into the routine of just getting to the gym being like, I'm just going to walk at an incline. Boom. Simple. Set up these habits for you just getting in the room with people who are doing whatever it is that you want to do. If it's, you want to learn more about money, I want you guys to figure out how to just get yourself in the arena of learning more about money, reading a book 10 minutes a day. If you want to become a healthier person. So for me, I started creating new habits on Saturdays. Now we go to the farmer's market and I get fresh ingredients and I write out a menu for the week so that I cook and prepare my own food and I infuse my love and my energy. And I'm, I am actively showing myself that I am taking care of you. I am nourishing my soul on a very physical level, right? So I started doing all of these new things that felt really good to me and that were fun and were easy. This is all about creating habits of ease for you because you can take a baby micro step in the right direction and it be actually pretty easy. You've just got to master the art of showing up for yourself. In 2024, that's really all that it takes. You see, I did a reading before this and I want you guys to know that this was the information that I got in the reading is that there is an illusion that we lock ourselves into thinking that we can't even take a baby step until we know the next 12 steps. We want to know the whole picture. We want to know exactly how it pans out. And that's an illusion. That's an illusion that keeps us trapped in this fake little mental prison that we create for ourselves being like, I'm not going to take a step in that direction because I actually don't know the next 12 steps. Why would you? The universe is like, no, if you take one step, we'll meet you there and we'll show you the next step. 
on the next step and the next step. I had a dream the other night about my membership that I told you guys I'm creating this membership. And in the dream, they were like, you need to just keep taking a step towards it and we'll keep meeting you there with more information. So I've been getting on calls with people who are going to help me develop it, developers, people who are going to organize it, people who are going to help me facilitate the processes and the systems. And they keep being like, do you know exactly what you want this to look like? And I'm like, no, I really don't. But I just know that if I take these steps and set up these calls, it's going to come to me. So you've just got to take the first step. Take a step. And the universe is like, by law, when you take a step and you align with this highest version of you, we are going to meet you there. That is quite literally how it works. So you do not need to know the next 12 steps, the big picture, how it all shakes out, how it all turns out in order for you to take one step. It's like crazy that we kind of have this very backwards thinking and I'm super guilty of it too. I'm like, um, if I don't know that this is going to be successful and work out and, uh, I don't want to invest all the time, energy, resources, money, blah, blah, blah into this. And it's like, no, I know without a shadow of a doubt, this is something I've got to do. I've just got to take one step, set up a meeting, reach out to someone, ask somebody for help, ask questions, gather data, send out a survey, ask you guys what you want, like just getting little bits of information. So that's how it is for you with these habits that you're creating to align you with this highest version of you. I want you to embody the word ease. I've just got to master the art of showing up as this person. And I really want you to only focus on creating like six or seven new habits that you're like, I can implement these easily. I would highly encourage you to learn more about the habit loop. I think it is fascinating. I don't want to get too technical into that because I also gave you another resource of atomic habits. There's tons of information out there about it, but it's easy. And I really believe that it doesn't take as long as people say to create a new habit. I think sometimes people say 21 days. I feel like if you create six or seven new habits going as the new year that you feel align you with the highest version of you that are easy from there, you can, you can get a little crazier, freaky, wild with it. Yeah, girl, pop off after you master the art of showing up. So say like, I will, I will. Like I said, I think it's always good to do one in the mind, body, spirit category, but you know, whatever, whatever works for you. So I will show up for myself in this physical way, in the physical body, whatever it is to take care of the physical body for you, put that on there and just show up. Like I'll go to the farmer's market. That's fun. It's great. I love going to the farmer's market. Then you get some healthy ingredients. And then from there, like it kind of just organically starts to take shape. Like I'm like, Ooh, this yummy fruit, these yummy juices. Like I just put myself in the room with healthier ingredients to take care of my body. So we're mastering the art of showing up. We're creating six or seven new habits that are in alignment with this future version of you. And it's very simple for you to shift away from some of those habits that maybe weren't serving you because ultimately you probably did not even realize that that was a story on autoplay that you were just looping into those habits. You're like, oh, I didn't even realize that that was a habit. First things first, you just need a little awareness. Second thing, create the easiest habit that can shift you a little bit away from that. Pick the easiest, lightest next thought. We don't have to rewrite our whole life. Remember that, you guys. We are just writing out what this version of ourself in 2024, what does she do? And maybe even part of the habit is just like she has a morning routine. And that morning routine for you guys is like waking up, stretching, looking at the sun. Make it so easy. If you don't have a morning routine, start small. That's that is the key. That is like always the key that I read is ease. Okay. So that's what we're doing. We're writing out our habit, habit audit. We're kind of looking back. What were some of the ones that felt good? What didn't feel good? 
bringing awareness. And then we're going to create six or seven new ones in alignment with our new version of self going into the new year. And if you feel compelled to make more than six or seven, that's awesome. Like do whatever you feel is realistic, but let's be realistic with ourselves. What is the easiest thing that we can do to set our future self up for success? Because the fastest way to shift into that version is to alter what we're doing on a daily basis. I've had so many like swift kick to the jugular on the fact that I get really complaining with, why haven't I done this? Why haven't I done that? And I'm like, have I set up any habit or system to support me in that area? I mean, at the end of the day, James Clear uses this example all the time. If you're someone that's going to go into your room, you know, on Sundays for two hours and clean it and be like, yeah, I want to have a clean room. Well, why do you have a dirty room in the first place? Do you have any systems or habits setting you up for being a clean person? What are the habits of a clean person? You know, like don't be someone that's cleaning up a huge mess at the end of the year. Let's be someone who creates some systems and some fundamentals to then our future self isn't cleaning for five hours on a Sunday because our house is a mess. And maybe for you, it's like, I don't know, I just got to hire somebody to help me. Awesome. But I want you to be realistic with yourself. What's actually going to create a system of success? Is it putting a few things away, doing a 10 minute timer? That's what I do. I have a little 10 minute timer, 10 minute, 10, whoa, 10 minute tidy timer. <laughs> and I just clean up a little bit each day. It's very simple things and they are actually way easier than you realize to stick with them. Instead of being the person who cleans up a huge ass mess, let's create some systems that's actually set us up for success. So that's something that I really want you guys to just swish around this season of doing a habit audit because I feel you will uncover so much about yourself in 30 minutes of doing a quick journal, running the year back and being like, wow, I did not realize how much of this that I was just doing because I had always done it because it feels comfortable. And remember, our brain is just trying to save us from expending too much energy. It is a survival mechanism and it is very easy for us to override. If you listen to this podcast, you are a million steps ahead of other people because you now have this awareness. So that is a kind of quickie audit review for going into the new year. I know I'm going to be talking about more things going into 2024, but I do feel that any situation that you feel like you maybe are still bummed that maybe you're like, oh, I haven't made much headway there. Look at the systems going around. Look at all the energy flow that's going into whatever it is. It's kind of your main focus. I mean, for me personally, like I recognize that if I take care of myself, I'm the happiest, healthiest, clearest channel version of Anna Grace. I'm going to channel the ideas, the podcast episodes, the things that people need to hear the most, which is directly correlated with being a more successful version of me. So I want you to really look at the thing that you really, 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 really know that you need to take care of, even though, you know, money and all the great things sound a little bit sexy or exciting. But sometimes the things that we really need to work on, the habits that we need to change might be like something more on like self-love. Some of these foundational issues that we want to really build this beautiful home in 2024. So what's something at our foundation that we know if we change that, it will change all other aspects of our life. Ask yourself right now, what is something in my foundation that's a little shaky that needs some love? Because I find that is a good place for us to start if sometimes we don't even know what we want to manifest for the year of 2024. If you just find an area that you know needs a little bit more support, foundation, love, 
the rest is going to just magically click into place. It's just how the universe works. And then lastly, I'm going to leave you guys with a quick little story time and a few just kind of fun life updates because as you guys know, I'm planning a wedding. I'm getting married. It's less than a year, almost less than 10 months. I'm keeping most of the details a surprise because I just think it's fun, but I am going to share a few updates on the fact that when I went home for Thanksgiving, my mom and my sister and I, we all planned to go on like kind of a two-day day date, doing some fun things like wedding cake tasting, going around to all the hotels, figuring out a hotel block, looking for the rehearsal dinner location, just getting really clear on some of the big details and things that just have to be reserved a significant amount of time in advance, which is literally now, which I had no idea. I really thought I was going to be someone that was going to get engaged and was just going to take her sweet time. Also, you guys don't know my mother and my mom. That woman moves fast. She's retired. She's a retired, very high-powered executive who, who worked in events for many years, and she's hit the ground running. So I am fortunate because I am quite busy, and so I was like, oh, no, when am I going to plan a wedding? And fortunately, I have my mom, and she has really great taste. So I'm super lucky. Shout out, mom. She probably doesn't listen to the podcast, but we love her anyways. So my mom and I and our wedding planner, we were all at a hotel downtown and we were doing like a day of going around to all of the hotels, seeing which hotel we wanted to do for the room block. And there's actually been two new hotels that have been built in Memphis. We're getting married in Memphis because that's where I'm from and my whole family is from there. And they've been built in Memphis since I've been there because I lived in Nashville majority of my 20s. And then yeah, I just, anytime I go back to Memphis, obviously I'm just like kicking it with my family. So I was like, wow, oh, these hotels are super nice. I hadn't even seen these. So we're at one hotel. It's really cute. It's got this amazing hotel lobby and uh, kind of like a little bar, but it, obviously it was in the morning or early-ish morning, like 11 a.m. So it was like a bar in the evening, but like a coffee bar in the daytime. And my mom and Betsy, my wedding planner, were sitting down at a table we were kind of reconvening as to where we were going to go. And I told you guys that I've been super intentional and in like using my intuition when it comes to caffeine. I basically found out I was allergic to coffee, went cold turkey, cut out caffeine completely, figured it'd be supportive of my hormone health. But as all things, I wanted to be an 80-20 girly. And I always enjoy a matcha if I'm traveling or on the weekends going to a farmer's market. It's kind of like a little happy treat for me. I just no longer allow myself to rely on caffeine on a daily basis like I used to. And I also cut out coffee. I feel matcha is way better for our cortisol levels and all the things, but anything. Anyways, I'm just really intentional with caffeine. Now I, <laughs> this particular day, another thing that I've been doing is I, I was telling my friend Kylie this recently that I really try to follow the natural kind of rhythm of my body and my cycle. So like I know in my luteal phase, I'm going to have a little bit less energy and I don't want to like drink a lot of caffeine and ramp myself up and then like overexert myself because like that's going against the natural flow of my body. The natural flow of my body is like a little bit slower movement, walking versus running. And then sometimes when we drink caffeine, we get taken out of that awareness as the natural rhythm of our body, if that makes sense. Like you don't want to be getting ramped up in a phase of your cycle where it's like, no, our body is actually looking for a little bit more gentle love, just maybe a little slower movement. It doesn't mean you have to be like not moving at all, but I just like to honor where I'm at. So I kind of know around certain phases of my cycle, ovulation, follicular, those are maybe a little bit more in alignment with caffeine versus 
luteal phase and on your menstrual because caffeine can like kind of ramp up cramps and other things. So I just try to really honor the natural rhythm of my body when it comes to caffeine and also just use my intuition. I'm really getting into body testing. So check me out on social media for if you want to learn more about body testing. I do a lot of intuition work in my intuition activation course as well, which is still 50% off right now just for the holidays. If you guys are interested in learning how to activate your intuition, I do a live activation in the Akashic Records in that course. And it's got a lot of good information. But I've been sharing more on body testing because I feel that's a really good place to get people into this work on connecting with your intuition. Anyways, so that morning I had a little ping that I really did not need any caffeine, but we were at this super cute little cafe coffee shop and my mom and Betsy are sitting there and they have these like yummy looking iced coffees. And sometimes I really do miss coffee. I tell Austin, I'm like, oh, not my coffee bean allergy because it's, it's just, it was such a little pleasure in my life, but it's okay. I'm, <laughs> I know that it's for my highest self, my highest good. So I order a matcha and I have not eaten. And that was my other thing is I try not to do caffeine on an empty stomach, but I had like, had like a banana cause we were in a hurry. That to me is not enough food to do caffeine. And it was a while ago. Like my stomach was kind of, I was feeling hungry. But I was like, oh, but a matcha sounds so good right now. And like, I need a little pep in my step to go through all these hotels because we had a very long day ahead of us. So I order a matcha, even though maybe my intuition was like, mm, you sure you need that matcha girl? But I was like, oh, come on. Wee. So the cute little barista guy that's helping us brings over a huge tray of beverages and they were like kind of fancy looking beverages. Mine was like a little matcha latte art thing situation. And <laughs> he sets down his tray and keep in mind this, this man is also a bartender and a barista works with beverages often sets down his tray. There's two drinks on it. One for my mom, one for Betsy sets it down, hands them both of their drinks when he goes back to get mine, my back was to him and I wish I could have seen what happened because all I know is that his tray just like flips over and my matcha spills all over the floor. And I literally just laughed because I was like, ha, that is so funny. Of course, the guy is like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't know how that happened. Uh, he was so stunned. He's like, are you okay? Did it spill you? Did it get on you? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. It's okay. And I laughed. I looked at my mom and Betsy and I was like, you know, I was really questioning. They probably think I'm crazy by the way, but I was like, I was really questioning if I actually needed that matcha. And I am convinced the universe or one of my angels or someone just went boop and just knocked his tray over. Like out of the three drinks on the tray, they got theirs and mine was the only one that was mysteriously just absolutely spilled everywhere. And I told the guy, he's like, let me get you another one. And I was like, no, I don't need one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so that was where I have created this spilled matcha theory that I'm like, listen, any tiny inconvenience that happens in your life, like someone could have looked at that and be like, oh, shoot, my drink, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Everything is going wrong. For me, I was like, oh man, I just dodged a bullet because obviously my body really did not need that. And the universe is tuned into my guidance system. The universe is looking out for me and someone on my angel team, I don't know who, someone knocked that matcha over and spilt that matcha because it was not meant for me. And so I give you guys that silly little story. It's, it's just a little analogy for so many things that are going to go awry in our life, but I promise you, it's like the universe is punching them out of your realm. Like 
the universe literally just punched that tray right out and was like, nope, you don't need that. And, you know, for me, I'm someone that I've had issues where if I've drank caffeine on an empty stomach before, like I fainted or, you know, I've fallen and hit my head, I've gotten concussions. Like I've had crazy stuff happening. That was also more when I was drinking alcohol and other things too. But who knows? I don't know. Maybe I totally dodged a bullet. My body would have not responded well to that. And I should have listened to my intuition, but I didn't. And that's another reminder for you guys as well. It's okay if there are times where you feel you ignored your intuition or you were out of alignment with your intuition. I truly do believe that we are always guided and the universe is going to quite literally move and shake obstacles in or out of our way to protect us and to keep us in alignment. If we have the intention of we want to be in alignment with our highest version of self, it does not mean that every single day, every single moment I make is the most intuitive one. I'm always listening to my intuition. It's a tango. But I also do believe the universe is like, yo, girl, we got your back. We know that you want to be more in tune with your body. So we are going to support you. And we're going to punt this poor barista's matcha out of his hands. <laughs> I did feel bad for him that he had to mop up my matcha because I should have just listened to my intuition. But I want you guys to remember that you are always guided and protected. And there are no mistakes or wrong answers. Even though that may have looked like a mistake or an oopsie, whatever, it was still the universe is like... We got you, girl. We got your back. So that's my spilled matcha theory is that the universe always has our back. And even if it looks like an absolute messy spill all over the floor or minor inconvenience in your life, I promise you, I promise you that it is ultimately just trying to guide you back to the most intuitive version of yourself. So anytime something goes awry, I want you to think of my spilled matcha theory and think, you know what? probably didn't need that anyways. <laughs> you know what? The universe has got my back. I am protected. I am guided and I am being shown how to get back into alignment with my intuition today. So that is the just silly little fun, happy life lesson that I want to leave you guys with. And as always, thank you so much for coming to class. I am so happy that you are part of my AG University community, and I'm so happy for all that's coming here on 2024. We are going to freaking explode over here at AG, Universe, AG University with so much newness and membership and community and portals and dance classes. There is a lot of stuff brewing, and I am, however taking the utmost highest care of myself so that I can execute and bring all of these projects and visions into reality so that you guys can experience them as well. So do your habit stacking audit or your habit, not habit stacking, I'm sorry, habit review, year-end review, habit audit, auditing. We are going to get into habit stacking as well, but I want you guys to go bit by bit. Remember, embody the theme is ease ease and body ease to align you with this version of self because ultimately there is a super easy way for you to get in alignment with your soul's purpose and your soul's mission. You've just got to set the intention, ask your angels to show you the way, connect with your higher self as you journal. How can I do this the easiest way possible? Because it exists. I'm all about the path of least resistance, baby. There is a version of you when you're in alignment, you are in flow state. It is easy. It is fast. It is fun. So don't forget that if it's too hard and you're feeling a bunch of resistance and a shit ton of obstacles, reevaluate, put on a new pair of glasses, shift your lens and say, what am I not seeing? How can I make this easier? Because it exists. I love you and I'm proud of you. And I'm so freaking excited because 2024 is the year that you step into your power. And me too. We're doing this together. We're all in this together. And also you guys, if you didn't know, I'm on YouTube every single Wednesday doing these episodes. I'm really just sitting on my screen porch, but sometimes, sometimes I get off to talking with my hands, who knows? Um, but you guys can catch me on YouTube and at AG university podcast is our official Instagram. 
which I'm really proud. We've really been growing a lot over there and she's like my little baby. So I'd love for you to join us over there. It feels like my close friends group, the people that just really get me and are into the same things that I'm into. And I also like to post monthly readings and guidance from our angels and anything that if you're interested in the Akashic Records, then I kind of go a little deeper over there than my main page. My main page is more holistic health, healing, dance, happy, kind of good vibes. But I, uh, I dabble, I dabble in it all. And I'm just super happy that you're here with me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking notes. I can't wait to see what you guys come up with, what you journal. We're going to just rock and roll this next year. I love you. I love you. I love you. Mwah. As always, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you feel so called or if it feels aligned, I would love for you to leave me a review here. I always love reading your beautiful thoughts and messages. And also you can find me at Anna Grace Newell on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I will link all of my courses, AG University course curriculum in the show notes, along with if you're interested in booking an Akashic Records reading with me, my scheduling link goes out in my newsletter. It goes out once a month and it's completely free. I would love to have you there. As always, I'm a proud professor and you get an A plus for making it all the way through the end. Love you.